If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I'm completely delighted to be back with you once again. Um, talking about a topic today that affects absolutely everybody who is involved in this industry and who has a property or is a property management company, and that is cleaning and maintenance and housekeeping. We rarely talk about this stuff. It's sort of... Um, you know, it's something we all do, but, and and we know that most of our guests, the majority of our guests would cite a clean property as being their number one criteria. Yet it's, it's something that's not generally covered in uh, the vacation rental, short-term rental literature um, and the things that we see online. You know, it's, it's in the background. It's an operational necessity. And we don't talk about it enough. So today I have as my guest, Dirk Johnson. Dirk is the executive director of the Vacation Rental Housekeepers Association. And some, I mentioned this to somebody the other day and they said, wow, is that a thing? Um, absolutely, it is a thing. And just as I mentioned earlier, because housekeeping, cleaning, maintenance impacts every single property on this planet it, you know, that, that is rented out. It, they have to be maintained. They have to be cleaned. They have to have changeovers scheduled. So I've been wanting to get Dirk on the show for a long time. I have seen some of his seminars at uh, VRMA, and he has a, a really good collection of YouTube videos as well on where, where he interviews different professionals in the industry, a lot of property managers, and asks them, about how, you know what the, what their challenges are and how they meet those challenges and and keep their properties in immaculate condition even when so, some of these property managers have hundreds and hundreds of properties changing over on the same day i wanted to talk to dirk about you know general housekeeping and maintenance issues and bring it down to the level of of many of of my listeners here who are independent owners and who perhaps do their own cleaning or employ just a single cleaner or housekeeper to do their changeovers. And, you know, particularly those who are involved in, uh, in Airbnb in urban areas where perhaps you have a different cleaner, you know, you have a roster of cleaners and you're never quite sure who's going to come and, and maybe you employ something like the Properly app. So I wanted to explore some of these issues with Dirk, ask him for some tips on better housekeeping and maintenance and, and to talk about some of the processes and procedures that he suggests that housekeepers, uh, cleaners and maintenance people uh, undertake to make sure that the product they're delivering at the end of their time at the property is absolutely perfect to hand over to the guest. So without further ado, let's uh, move on over to my interview with Dirk Johnson. So I'm delighted to have with me today Dirk Johnson, who is the Executive Director of the Vacation Rental Housekeepers Association. 
Welcome, Dirk. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to uh, to be with you and to talk about my passion of, of vacation rental housekeeping and, and all things associated to it. It's uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. We've um, we've crossed paths um, on a, on numerous occasions at VRMA conferences, both in in the US and and in Europe. But never we've never really had the chance to sit down and talk. And I, you know, what you do and what your organisation does is so integral to every. As I said in, in the introduction, it's integral to every vacation rental or short term rental property on the planet. Um, <laughs> so so you should you should get far more visibility um, and audibility as as you are now on on this uh, on this show so I'm so delighted that you you that, that we're talking now and that we can talk through some of these issues and you can share some of your wealth of experience in this area so just just give us a, a, a brief background Dirk on on how you got into this the way I got into vacational housekeeping uh, was on October 1st of 2001 is when I became the assistant director of housekeeping for a company called Deer Valley Lodging in Park City, Utah. And after one day uh, working there, I would have changed every single housekeeping department that I had managed before. That's how incredible the systems and processes were that I was being trained on and taught. It was by pure by happen chance that I ended up in a housekeeping department. You know, when I was growing up, being a, a housekeeper was not necessarily one of the things that I had imagined or dreamed of being becoming. And uh, I had an opportunity to uh, to do this, and I just fell in love with it. You know, I get to the amount of different things I have to know and get to do and work with and, and great people I get to associate with has just, just been a great blessing in my life. You know, I I just love it. I, I love working with housekeepers, and I love being um, being in the field and cleaning up other people's messes. <laughs> so it, it's fun. So again, I started on October 1st of 2001, and, and from there I became the director, and then I've moved on to manage other departments, but somehow I've always maintained my connection to the housekeeping world, and uh, it's – I don't know what else to say. I've been at it for almost 20 years, so – uh, it doesn't get old. <laughs> so what is your role of executive director of the Vacation Rental Housekeepers Association um, do? What, 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 what do you get involved in now? So my role is, is uh, twofold. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of training. So I'm responsible for putting on the one-day housekeeper training seminars that we do throughout the country. I'm responsible for putting together the monthly webinars that VRHP presents. Uh, I also on behalf of VRHP, go around to different conferences uh, throughout the U.S. Uh, and throughout uh, the world uh, presenting housekeeping principles and best practices and how property managers and cleaning companies can be effective at, at uh, their cleaning and um, being able to you know, provide the best product that the owner is wanting to. Uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, housekeepers are, are memory makers. They are an integral part of the um, of the memories that are made in the vacation rentals that they're cleaning. And um, I believe that a great housekeeper has speed and quality. And to do both of those items, you have to have an effective process that can be repeatable in any property that you clean. And so I also maintain the educational piece. I write blogs. I do all of those things like that on behalf of the association. 
And I will be putting um, the links to the association at the end of the show notes. So anybody can go back in, go and have a look at that and, um, and follow you up in, in that way. Um, so I caught one of your seminars at a VRMA conference a couple of, a couple of years ago, and I was blown away with, with a method that you, um, that you were talking about um, of, of cleaning. And we're going to come back to that um, method, which, which you call following the wall, um, in a few minutes. But I wanted to, to just talk about the unique role of, of a housekeeper or cleaner in the vacation rental business as opposed to a general domestic cleaning role. And I've, I've talked to, in fact, my cleaner, who cleans my own house, also does my, um, my vacation rental properties. And this came up as a topic of conversation when we started, uh, when we were moving her in to going out to, to do my, uh, my vacation cottages. Because yes. I said, one of the things that you have to do is to go through all the cupboards in the kitchen and check all the plates. And she said, why? And I said, well, you know me, me, I'm, you know, you, you've been cleaning my house for me for the last five years. I have never put a dirty plate back in the cupboard. But you can be guaranteed that at some point you're going to go through those plates in these rental cottages and find a dirty plate. And that to me was just one, just one of the, um, of the differences between being a, a domestic residential cleaner and being a vacation rental cleaner. Can you give us some more of these, you know, unique aspects of this role? For sure. You know, a domestic cleaner isn't going to have to go through the chest of drawers or go through the closets um, or really get into the bathrooms because people's personal items are going to be present in the property or in the home, I should say. Um, and, and then, you know, a domestic cleaner also has all of the specific set of, of items that they do for each homeowner that they're going to. And as they're going about that, they have all the personal belongings, all the photographs, all those things like that that they're working around. And then when they look at a, a vacation rental, you know, you essentially are doing a, a mini deep clean compared to a residential clean because you're, as you've described, you're going through everything. And you know, working around people's schedules of when the property owners or, or when the, the domestic cleaner owners aren't there. Uh, and then the time constraints in working with a vacation rental, because you have from checkout to check-in to get it done. You have maintenance needs that need to be addressed. And so the time constraints are much more present and much more uh, difficult on a property manager side as opposed to just cleaning somebody's home. And the other the other thing is, and you mentioned a bit earlier on about being um, a memory maker. I mean, certainly my you know your domestic cleaner is not a memory maker. They're just coming in, they're mopping the floors, perhaps washing, do, doing the bathrooms, um, tidying up, vacuuming, and leaving. It's not in their it's not in their psyche to think I'm here making memories. No, no, it is not. It is not. And I, and I would push back a little bit on you on that, that comment, Heather. And I would say that a domestic cleaner, too, is a memory maker because, you know, you think of all the memories and all the things that happen in somebody's personal home. And so, you know, many people are, want, have chosen to, to pay a cleaner to come in as opposed to clean their house themselves. And that's so they can free up their time to do the other items that they want to do. And so I would say that 
Uh, every cleaner everywhere is a memory maker in some say, some shape or form. Um, you know, my expertise falls on the vacation rental side. So I always talk about being a memory maker. And, and even though the housekeeper may never see or meet or greet the guests that are staying there, you know, knowing that the housekeeper cleaned the floors, made the beds and, and reset the property uh, for people to come and stay and for those memories to take place that are cherished for, you know, days, weeks, months, and, and in some cases, even generations, you know, a, a domestic cleaner in my mind is also on the same path for that, just in a, in a different, in a different way, you know, a domestic cleaner, you know, is going to show up to the property and they're going to have a, a real tight relationship with those, uh, homes that they're cleaning and the owners, they're going to know the kids, they're going to know and all the comings and goings. And on a vacation rental side, they don't get that. It, it's very cold and very lonely in many ways because they show up to the property, it's a mess, they reset it and then they leave and then they get to do it again. So it's just um, interesting how they are very different. And yet when you really get down to the crux of what housekeeping is, we're all after the same goal, which is to uh, clean a property and, and get it ready to, to be used again. Yeah, point point taken. And when I think about it, um, I, I I know if I've been away on vacation and Carol's been in and she's um sh- she's worked her magic on my home. When I walk in, <laughs> I do get that wow, this is so wonderful because I know how I left it. <laughs> yes, I love that housekeeping magic wand. You come in and you wave it around, and everything magically goes back to where it needs to be, and everything is clean and dust free and. And you're ready to settle in and, and enjoy what you have. Totally get it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was watching one of your YouTube videos this morning. You were interviewing Tristan Webb, who's the president and owner of Utah Vacation Rental Homes. And yes. he said something that, that really resonated with me. And I'm sure, I mean, I've just got a snippet here. Maybe you can, uh, you can recall that more of what he said. But he said, we're the guardians of the guest's time on vacation. And it, it just got to me that if we fail in that trust that they're giving us, that, that our guests are giving us to, to make their vacation time so special, we failed them. Yeah, it was, he was talking about uh, his time in, in Park City, and he was talking about his demographic of owners where they rarely see their children because they get up early in the morning, take the train into work, uh, work all day, take the train home, and they may only spend 10 or 15 minutes, you know, with their children before they go to bed. And, and he was saying, here we have this sacred trust to make sure that everything is right when, when they arrive, because they are focusing on spending time with their family, because they don't get to do that in their normal day-to-day uh, activities. And, you know, housekeeping and maintenance in many ways are such a controllable thing uh, because, you know, we can check for things to work. We can make sure they're clean. We can make sure we can get to our standard and, and make sure everything is, is the way it needs to be. And then having those housekeeping failures is just not an option because of this sacred time that we are entrusted with of people staying in our vacation homes. And uh, again, that's where all these principles and processes come into play. The standard property appearance, the follow the wall, the cleaning process, using the proper cleaning products. You know, all of these systems uh, all are based on one thing, and that is to help the housekeeper accomplish their work in a timely manner so they can get in, do their job, and move on. And we're going to come to all those processes in a moment, but just um, just for, first of all, so, so somebody just coming into the business now, 
um, a new property owner professional who maybe has one or two properties and is thinking of expanding. How do they go about finding the right person or people to do these the cleaning and the changeovers? It, it, well, it's a real challenge, actually, in many areas to find somebody who is already knowledgeable about these differences between vacation rental and residential cleaning and is willing to do the job and create the magic. I've always maintained that I'm hiring for attitude and aptitude. I can always uh, teach somebody how to clean. I can always help them understand what's going on and what they need to do to succeed. I'm really looking for someone who is willing to um, really provide that hospitality service and really has a good attitude towards what's taking place. I mean, let's face it, housekeeping is tough work. It's physical, physically demanding, and it is mentally demanding because not only do I have to remember which product to use where and where the vase goes and how many silverware uh, pieces there are in the drawer – I also have to remember, wait, there's a maintenance problem over there. And so I'm really looking for attitude and aptitude. And, you know, I'm willing to find those, the, the, the cleaners anywhere, whether that be a, a school teacher, uh, whether that be through a, a local church for somebody who just wants some extra work or is, who, who is unemployed or somebody who's just looking for some part-time work. And so I, I look for a good person that I connect with. Uh, someone that's going to represent me well if someone happens to stumble upon the property or the guest happens to arrive early. And then I can back into teaching uh, the housekeeping skills and the housekeeping techniques that make uh, someone effective. Vacation rental housekeeping isn't taught in any of the schools, uh, college or otherwise. And so, um, you know, you have to look to uh, to people such as yourself or trade associations to ensure that those principles and techniques are then taught to help people succeed in the amount of time and to the standard that we're working towards. Yeah, you make you make a good point there. You know, it's one thing finding somebody that has some that you feel has the attitude and the aptitude and is likely to have that we call it the hospitality gene. But of course, after yeah. that, you you've got to train them, and if you don't know yourself as an owner how you do it, that's you know it, there doesn't appear to be any blueprint for this. As you say, it's not it's not trained anywhere. You can't learn about it in school. So you know that that that's a little bit of a tough one for people. And I know that I I often say to to owners who are coming into the business who are thinking about that they may become property managers is you kick off with joining VRMA. And and then perhaps, you know, they can come along, they can see your seminars, get in touch with your association and actually learn those things from from the experts. So I remember when uh, when I got my when, when Carol, who does my cleaning now, she's well, we, first, first of all, we changed her name. She's no longer a cleaner. She's a property manager. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so we gave her a title and she really hung on to that title and she loves it. She now actually employs three or four other people. And wow. and they they service half a dozen properties in in my area, so it's been fabulous to see her grow. So Heather, one other thing I want to mention here, real quick, is uh, there's a what I'll call a, a fallacy out there that if I hire a hotel housekeeper, that they will succeed in vacation rental cleaning, and that's not necessarily the case because if you look at a hotel, all the rooms are the same, and very few of those hotels have kitchens. Uh, sitting rooms, hot tubs, decks, balconies, whatever. And so the, the principles from a hotel cleaning don't necessarily trans, translate over to a great vacation rental cleaner because 
You know, I mean, you, you think of the size of a hotel room and, and generally a good housekeeper can turn those in 20 minutes. And when they walk into, uh, you know, a three bedroom condominium or a five bedroom house, they can get easily overwhelmed. And so that's why the association of the vacational housekeeping professionals uh, exists is to help those housekeepers and to help the owners understand these techniques and principles to help um, to help them succeed at getting the property turned and cleaned and ready for the next guest. So from a hotel standpoint, you know, they're in the rooms every day. And so the, the grime and the soaps come and all those other things really don't have a chance to build up. Most vacation rental companies don't do daily service. Now, I'm a fan of daily service in a vacation rental because then I'm able to catch maintenance. I'm able to catch damage to guests who are really trying to be um, uh, nefarious in what they're trying to, to do in the home. Um, and so, uh, you know, if someone stays in a vacation rental for a week, you know, the grime on the, on the, in the shower is pretty thick. And, and a hotel housekeeper is going to be unaccustomed to using the proper products and the tools to be able to get that grime up so it can be ready for the next guest. Okay, let's let's move on to these these processes and systems that you say if if a if a housekeeper or a cleaner implements these that they're going to be successful at it. Explain to me what an SPA is and why it should be the foundational piece of documentation in a vacation rental operational plan. Yeah, an SPA stands for Standard Property Appearance and this is really the document that that tells the housekeeper or the contract, the cleaner, how the property is to be when they depart. In other words, it's going to be, uh, it's going to talk about where the remote controls go. It's going to talk about how the beds are made. It's going to talk about how the dishes are placed in the kitchen. It's going to talk about how the pillows are placed on the on the bed and on the on the couch. It's going to go through all of those little details that the homeowner or the property manager is looking for to make sure that their home is presented. The housekeeper owns the brand, and the standard property appearance is the brand that the, ha that the owner is looking to project to the guest. Now, it's important to note that when someone is using a contract cleaner, someone who's not an employee, this document is essentially really all they can give to that contractor to say, this is what I want it to look like. Because from a from a federal standpoint, from a law standpoint, specifically in the U.S., you know, a, a company that's using a contractor cannot dictate to them what products to use, uh, cannot tell them how to clean. All they can provide to them is this document called the standard property appearance that then essentially is the brand of the company because that's how they, the owner or the property manager wants it to be when the guest walks out the door. And so, you know, this, this document – uh, is one of the most important documents in the company because it's what the housekeeper cleans to. If you have inspectors, it's what they inspect to. Uh, it's what you're selling to, to your guests and to your owners. And so everything that the company is working towards is writing on this document because it's your brand. And as guests come and go and as they repeat to the property, they then begin to expect and understand, oh, the remote controls go here, the guest amenities are here. And so they then understand what, uh, what the brand is. And the housekeeper now can be held accountable because they now know where things are supposed to go. Uh, so that can be a paper document. 
uh, I expect. But also, there's there's the Properly app, but I know that you've been involved with um, with Properly and Alex Nig and Tammy Sims and what they're doing. Uh, can you just explain to? I think most people do know what the Properly app is. I have, I have, I've, I've reviewed their product, and so a standard property appearance can be a paper document, it can be a PDF, and 90% of the document is pictures with a little, with a few words to the right or to the left or next to the picture, and so again, the, the properly app um, they've designed in such a way so that there are pictures and then there are pins inside the picture to help draw attention to the housekeeper uh, or specific items that the housekeeper needs to accomplish in in the specific rooms that they have. So, yeah, so the Properly app can assist with that. Uh, if you don't use Properly, you know, putting it in a in a Word document or a Word processor of sorts and taking all sorts of pictures and then handing that around, that, that also will accomplish the task. Well, I mean, what I particularly like about the Property app is is, is those little tabs you can put in there that's, that just points to something and says... This is how the um, the ornaments should be laid out, or this, and particularly how the bed should be made, because I think you know that is so important. People see the the image of a bed on a, a listing, and they arrive there and they expect that bed to look exactly the same. So, so they, that to they, me is the benefit they, of that app that you can actually pinpoint it and say this is how you should place the pillows. But I can see that you can equally do that with with a, with a photograph on a word document. And, and then put right. it in so, a folder. Right. So then you go to the next step of, you know, some some companies I know have actually gone to the detail in the standard property appearance to say, this is how you fold our beds. This is how you do the hospital corner at the bottom. This is the length of the fold of the fold of the top sheet back. You know, it's supposed to be the you know, four inches. Uh, you know, all these things really go into that. And I I'm not experienced enough with the properly app to know if you can go into that detail. Mm-hmm. Um but for some people, you know, how the hospital corners are done is is imperative, and and all those other things that that need to be um, accomplished to ensure that the brand is is done well by this housekeeper. And uh, I know my experience from the properly app is that you know they got this great picture, and then you can put what I call these little balloons or these tags throughout the picture to make sure that they get it um, get the specific items done that the owner is looking for. Yeah, any way to communicate how the property is to be when the guest walks out the door or when the housekeeper walks out the door, that is a great way. Again, properly is a great app to, to do that. And if you if the property manager feels that that's just not quite enough detail, then pulling out your smartphone, taking all sorts of pictures, putting it in a Word document uh, or a Pages document, and handing that off to your, to your cleaner is, is also a great way to accomplish that. Because remember... You know, as a contractor, using a contractor cleaner, I cannot tell them what to clean with or how to clean. All I can tell them is what it's supposed to look like when they walk out the door. Because mm-hmm. if I start to do anything that makes it look like they're an employee, then I'm now on the hook if I'm audited or when I'm audited to pay all the taxes and other things associated with it. Again, okay. that's specific to the United States, but not necessarily to to uh, to the Canadians or your other listeners, wherever they may be. Okay, that's that's a really interesting point, Dirk, and I'd never given any consideration to that so so when you're talking about a contract cleaner what 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 does that mean so a contract cleaner is someone who who is not an employee and i would make sure that there's an agreement between me as the company and them as the cleaner outlining our relationship what's going to happen if there's a callback or a guest complains about cleanliness issues uh you know when the cleans have to be done by it's going to reference the standard property appearance document 
to uh, make sure that they understand what my standard is and what they want, what I want the property to look like. Uh, it's also uh, my agreement's going to outline that they have a business license, and if they're a company, that they carry workers' comp. Um, that way, if anything happens, they can't come back to me as a property manager company uh, as the property manager. And uh, and now with this, um, so essentially a contractor, someone who's not an employee, right? And someone someone who someone who receives a 1099 and not a W two from the United States standpoint. And so because the contractor works generally for other people, they have other other clients that they clean with. And I want to make sure that that relationship, again, to protect my entity and my property management company business, I want to make sure that they are kept at arm's length and that I, I keep all those uh, rules and regulations to ensure that if I'm ever audited, that it cannot be construed that I was treating them as an employee when they really are a contractor. Because a lot of people, uh, from my experience, treat the contractors like employees. They tell them what time to show up. They tell them what to clean with. They provide training to them, and those are all key things that someone who is audited, uh, they're going to look at and say, these are all things that an employee does. And so they are really employees, not contractors. So now you're on the hook. Wow, that, that, that's a really interesting point. And you mentioned things like, you know, you, you can't tell them what products to use. No, because that's something I do as an employee. So right. when, I, when I have employees, you know, I'm dictating to them which products to use as a contractor. You know, if I'm hiring somebody to mow my lawn, I don't tell them that they have to use, uh, you know, the latest John Deere tractor. They show up with whatever um, mower they have, whatever weed eater they have, and they go to work and they do that. Same thing on the housekeeping side. When they show up, they show up with the products of their choice. They do the, use the tools of their choice. They clean with the methodology of their choice. And as long as when they walk out that door, the cleanliness matches the standard property appearance, we are golden. Mm-hmm. That's why that that document is so important, not only from a an employee standpoint if you have them, but also from a contractor standpoint to ensure that my brand and my standard is being uh, is being met and clean to. Okay, so so I suppose it, this this comes back to when you're searching for somebody, if you're if you find um, somebody a contractor that that you are going to give ac- give give access to your properties to, you find out. I'm going back on products you find out what cleaning products they actually do use. And so you're not dictating to them, but you can make that choice of whether you use them or not based on maybe one of those as a criteria. Yeah, you certainly could. You certainly could. You could, you know, because some housekeepers will try to be cheap and you clean everything with bleach and that's not a good thing. Or they'll try and use, they'll try and clean with vinegar because they say it's green and that's not a good thing either. So you certainly could do that. The one, the one asterisk to that would be is if they use a product that's going to damage your surface, your cleaning surface, or your um, your countertop, or something like that. You can certainly tell them to not uh, to not use that product. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this has gone off in a really interesting direction, and I love it <laughs> because I well, I had never I'd never thought about this, and I'm sure that a lot of my listeners are, are, are out there going, "Wow, I you know my my." cleaner comes in and I tell them that I want them to use, you know, this eco-friendly product and nothing else. But you're saying right. in essence that pulling them into a sort of employee uh, type of situation. Correct. That is correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so from a contractor standpoint, they just have to be able to, ch- they bring their own product. Uh, I can provide guest products, toilet paper, soap, shampoo, uh, things of that nature. But anything that, it, that the is used to clean the property 
the contractor would bring their bring themselves, and uh, they would be, then be responsible to to use their own products and their own tools. Oh, really interesting. Yeah, we could mm-hmm. we can spend a lot more time on this, but we we will we will discuss this later. I'm quite sure. Yes, and I'm going to come back to why vinegar is not a good thing in a minute. Um, <laughs> but let's because let's, <laughs> that's also intriguing. So I, I mentioned earlier that I'd seen you. Um, you you gave that seminar a couple of years ago, and I'm sure you've done it since about following the wall. And I was I was just, you know, I often, I go to these VRMA conferences, and I I'll probably sit in on one or two of the uh, of of the um, seminars. They don't all hold my interest. I'm sure you've you've been in some of those, and you think, oh no, I've, and then I very discreetly um, sneak out and yes. go get another coffee. But this one that you were doing, you were talking about following the wall, and I was I was there from beginning to end, and that's rare for me, Turk. So, oh, well, thank you. Um, no, I, so tell me about this. Yeah, so so following the wall, if you imagine, imagine a house in your mind, uh, and you know a house has a foundation and footings, following the wall is a foundational or footing piece for an effective and efficient uh, housekeeping uh, cleaning procedure or uh, methodology. So when I follow the wall, there are a couple of key things that I do as I'm following the wall. Number one is I always end in the kitchen or as close to the kitchen to the end as I can. Number two is I'm always going top to bottom of the wall. Uh, And number three, I always uh, sometimes have to create imaginary walls because if I don't, I'll miss the island in the kitchen or the coffee table in the living room or things of that nature. And so imagine, if you will, you walk in a front door and to your left, you see the kitchen. So that means I would then go through the entire property to the right. And when I'm teaching this principle or, or encouraging someone to do this for the first time, I'll say, uh, you know, take your hand. And actually touch the wall, and that way you can follow the front side of a door to the back side of a door, uh, and work your way through and work your way through the property. I would encourage you to do it in your own house, to follow the wall in your house, because again, it's a new methodology. It's you know, it's just like you're driving a night. You don't drive a 1969 Corvette the same way you would drive a 2018 Corvette. And so this is a new tool. It's a new methodology. And so you have to retrain your mind to be able to look in, look at a property, make some quick decisions, and then be able to follow the wall. That's essentially how it works. Um, when I come across a coffee table, I create an imaginary wall to walk around the coffee table, come back to my point of, of origin when I left the wall or the couch, and then continue through the property. Uh, and so, so what this does is then this creates an the same procedure in any property that I clean. So I have a, a repeatable process. And I, this process is used in the cleaning process. And if you inspect, it's also used in the inspection process. So it's really a foundational piece to, to an effective cleaning routine. Okay. So, so this, is, this is going room by room rather than… No, this is by, uh, by the whole property. Okay. So if, if property is a single level, then yeah. I would go through with my right hand touching the wall, I would go through the entire property. If the property has two levels or three levels or four levels, then I could break up each level into its own follow the wall routine, or I could go through the entire property at once uh, going up and down the stairs as I go through in this great big circle through the house. When I clean, there are four steps to my cleaning process, and yes, I would follow the wall in each 
step of my cleaning process. So yes, I'm advocating that because my cleaning process has four steps, that I would go through the property four different times following the wall. The reason I teach it on its own is because I'm trying to drive home the point that this is the routine that you use to accomplish all these other steps. Mm-hmm. That way, I ensure the towel behind the bathroom door is picked up. That way, I ensure that I touch everything in in the home, whether that's the couch, under the bed, the, the chest of drawers, uh, you know, the closet stuck behind, you know, in the garage or wherever the case may be, you know, because sometimes some properties have some some odd rooms in some odd places. And, and if you don't follow the wall, you'll, you'll yeah. never catch up. What about under the beds? Where does that come in? So as I'm following the wall, I would uh, come along, I would hit the nightstand beside it, and then I would, I would look under the bed as I, as I go through, as I follow the wall all the way through the property. I would look under the bed at, as, I, as I get to the bed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And sometimes, you know, depending on the bed, you may have to get down on one side to look underneath it, and you may have to get down on the other side to look underneath it, depending on what you have. And you do have to get on the floor to look underneath your chest of drawers, your nightstands, your, your sofas, and so the other thing in the follow the wall is I want to make sure that I am efficient and effective at how many times I do get on the floor. I don't want to get on the floor in every five feet. If I can get on the floor once and look under everything in one look, then that is just much more effective for me because then I don't have to get up and down so many times. I'm with you on that because I know as as as, as my years advance, it's it's not as easy. <laughs> it's not as easy as it no. used to. The getting down's okay. It's the getting back up. <laughs> That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, so a follow the wall is is you know a foundational piece, and then all of the other processes stand on top of that. That's fantastic. And I've I I have I've talked to Carol about this, and I've talked to her about following the wall. She doesn't quite get it, but I'm going to go back and uh, and redo this thing, and we'll go we'll go round well, the property next time and, and yeah. use this as you say the foundational part of it. Yeah, and from a VRHP standpoint, you know, VRHP has a YouTube channel that has all of these different processes and and different things that we talk about. So you can actually see it and experience it that way, as opposed to me um, trying to describe it uh, in an auditory way, uh, because this is really (laughs) done, you know, in the the class you were in or the, the presentation you were in, I had a a floor plan on the on the screen and I was able to go through with a pointer or my finger and yeah. and describe how it works and why it works and be able to do all of that and do it in a world where I don't have any images is uh, is uh, a little challenging at the moment. Well, I will be Shall putting we? I'll be put putting the link to your YouTube channel on the show notes. So encourage anybody okay. who's interested in this to go to the show notes, check out that link and go to that YouTube channel. So I want to come back on this vinegar thing. <laughs> so i I want you to give me your top five tips for effective housekeeping and also you know any specific products that you recommend well let's start with vinegar (laughs) vinegar has its place it has its place to uh to put in the dishwasher to get rid of all the hard water spots if you have hard water off your dishes um cleaning cleaning with vinegar there there are so many other product better products out there to clean with I am a fan of buying a, a product in a concentrate where I can dilute it to the correct correct location or to the correct dilution uh, as opposed to buying something called ready to use. Uh, so uh, first, here's my first effective tip. Number one is bleach does not kill mold and mildew. Bleach takes the color away. 
if a guest if a guest uh, calls and complains that there's mold and mildew in the shower, I will show up with bleach because I can take care of the color. And then after I after the guest departs, I will come back in with a product that will take care of the mold and mildew. Bleach kills bacteria. Mold and mildew are spores. And so you need a specific product that, uh, that will take care of mold and mildew. My favorite product to take care of mold and mildew is a product called Sporgo from Kemper Industries. Uh, my second uh, tip would be to, as we've been discussing, would be to follow the wall and uh, to use the cleaning process, my four-step cleaning process. Uh, my third tip uh, would be to uh, have a cleaning kit. Uh, my favorite cleaning kit is a five-gallon bucket from, uh, from your favorite hardware store, and then I put a bucket liner on it, and then I can put all of my tools and different things uh, in the bucket liner as well as inside. So when I show up to a property and I knock on the door, inside my bucket liner is my my magic eraser, my scraper, my brushes, and inside the bucket are all my cleaning products with my rags on top of that. Number four would be that I need to have an enzyme product. An enzyme product is a product that is that breaks down proteins. So sometimes you'll have a, a fish smell in the refrigerator or the outside trash can will stink from all the, the stuff from over the hot summer. Uh, and so this enzyme product you can spray uh, in the refrigerator or in the trash can, and it will break down the proteins that are causing the stench, and the smell will go away. The other thing about this enzyme product is it will if someone pees the bed, uh, you can pour it on the mattress, and it will break down the urine that is uh, in the mattress. And when we were pot, when I was uh, a young dad, which is further away than I would care to admit, when we were potty training our children, I would take this product pour it on the mattress, flip the mattress over, and put them to bed. Now, this enzyme product takes care of blood, pee, beer, alcohol, all of those things that, uh, that exist in a vacation rental. And then the, the last tip I would have is we do have to be careful with bloodborne pathogens. And so I would make sure that I have a bloodborne pathogen kit. And in this kit is a, a product that takes liquid and turns it into a gel. So if someone throws up, or there's uh, copious amounts of blood that need to be cleaned up, you know, I can take this product, sprinkle it on the liquid, and it turns into a gel, so now it's easier to, to clean up. So the enzyme product would be uh, Kenzyme, again, from Kemper Industries. And then the Bloodborne Kit, um, I, I don't have a specific name per se. You know, your local janitorial supply company will have one, or, uh, or you can get it off of Amazon. Excellent. And another question for you. I just had my vacation rental property sprayed for spiders and wasps. The windows are disgusting now because yes. the sprays all down the windows. How, how do you recommend cleaning windows? So if you notice professional window cleaners, you know, they've got a squeegee and they've got a, a bar with a, a, a mop head on it, for lack of a better way to describe it. If the windows are on the first and second floor, that's how I would clean the windows. Uh, from what, the outside. What, what product would you use? Uh, you know, the best product is in the bucket is just a couple of drops of dishwasher detergent. No vinegar. No vinegar. <laughs> vinegar is great to break down the hard water stuff. Right. I, I is it, This is something that my mother taught me. You see, you use vinegar in everything. That's why I keep going back to it. Because well, you, know, you so, put so vinegar the, well, in everything and it disinfects and it does this and it does that. And I've always cleaned, always clean my windows 
with um, so, with a little bit of um, of dawn and a little bit of vinegar. Is that not necessary? Was, no, I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, the vinegar helps helps uh, is a volatile substance, so it, so it uh, evaporates. Um, I mean, you certainly could do that. So the cleaning products you look at and you use, hopefully the products are coming from a janitorial supply company or some other source of that nature. And you want to ask where you're buying your product for a list of what the product will kill, what ends up, what bacteria, you know, what microbes is the product killing. And you would be surprised at the lack of the microbes that a lot of products will kill. And so you want to make sure that you're using a really good disinfectant to clean with. I, I mean, there's some nasty stuff out there, you know, from, from staph to MRSA to salmonella to E. coli. All of those things have to be uh, eradicated from the property for the guests to, uh, you know, for it to be ready for the next guest. And so we want to make sure that we're using the appropriate product on the appropriate surface to get rid of all those microbes um, that exist in the property. And, you know, staff and MRSA all exist in the environment naturally. And so we, we just want to make sure we're getting rid of the bulk of the microbes that we can. Um, so tell me about Windex, because I've watched my big fat Greek wedding. And if anybody's <laughs> yes. seen that, Windex is, is the holy grail of the world, really. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched, watched that movie. but uh, I have not. I have not, but that's okay. So here's my issue with Windex. A lot of people will clean with bleach, and in Windex is ammonia. And when you mix ammonia and bleach together, you get chlorine gas. And chlorine gas is deadly. And so that's why I don't like to clean with bleach, and that's why I don't like to clean with ammonia, because I want to make sure that the cleaning products that I'm using don't interact with each other and create a situation where someone could die. Um, you know, in all my, in all my 20 years, I've never lost a housekeeper yet. And I have mm -hmm. no intention of losing one in the future, whether that be to, um, you know, someone coming, breaking in and, and doing something to them, or whether that be through, uh, you know, a mixture of chemicals creating uh, a gas that would then cause a housekeeper to, uh, to pass away. And I, I just don't want that. Mm -hmm. So I'm all I'm careful about what products I use and about how they interact with each other to make sure that uh, it's safe. I, I Granted, I need the product to clean, and my favorite products are the products that I can spray on the surface, uh, let it dwell for a couple of seconds, and then come back and wipe off. I don't want to have to rinse it off. Mm -hmm. And they have to be inert with each other, and that's why I don't like bleach uh, for various reasons, and that's why I don't like uh, Windex with ammonia because, you know, in one of the demonstrations I do, I actually pour bleach in a bucket, and I pour, pour Windex in a bucket, and part of the demonstration is they get to smell the chlorine that's being produced from the chemical reaction. Mm -hmm. So now the housekeeper understands. You know, that's, that's one of the things I love about, about teaching housekeeping is it's so visual. I can do so many activities and so many different things to say this is why we do what we do and how we do what we do because if we don't, here's some, here's some consequences. This is all really, really fascinating, Dirk. And, you know, you've, you've taught me a lot in this short time we've been talking that I, I hadn't even – considered i have two pages of very closely written notes here there, there's a lot so so you know i mean there, there's a lot and i don't want people to be overwhelmed that oh i can't do this now and now i'm stuck you know as with anything you know we make small adjustments as we go forward and mm -hmm. and that's why the vacational housekeeping professional association exists that's why you know we do our our uh, 
our webinars. That's why we do our training pieces. That's why we do the YouTube channel. That's why we do our newsletter is because as an association and, and granted, you know, I, I'm biased because I'm in the association. I'm biased because of my experience. At the same time, having had some very poor housekeeping experiences, housekeeping is it. If housekeeping is done poorly, then it's just a snowball effect of phone calls from the guest to the company or to the host of, of wow, this is wrong and that's wrong. And, you know, if housekeeping's done poorly, now all of a sudden they really start to look and, wow, you know, there's a scrape on the floor and, and the sliding glass door doesn't work just right. And, and the, the litany of things that now start to ha- the guest starts to notice in the property just mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Housekeeping is it. When housekeeping is done right, the guest shows up, they enjoy their stay. You know, and then they turn around and leave and they hopefully come back and book again in six, eight, 10 or 18 months. And, uh, you know, housekeeping, I can't say it enough. Housekeepers yeah. are memory makers and they are the guardians of the brand. And, you know, we circle back to the standard property appearance and we circle back to the cleaning methodologies and we circle back to the right products and all of these things that go with that to to help ensure that the property is ready for the guest's arrival, you know, and we haven't even touched on, on the, the owner side of it, that it's their asset and we're entrusted to take care of it. We're just talking about the guest side and Mm -hmm. making sure that it's ready for the guests to arrive and to stay in. Well, I think you've done a wonderful job today in conveying that, that importance. And as I said at the beginning, it's one of those, it's one of those things that we tend to, to push aside. It's, it, it, it's something that, that, that happens in every single property, but it doesn't seem to match up with the importance of marketing and social media and getting our message out. But I think you really have made the point on, on how important it actually is. Uh, well, well, thank you. And, and, and I would say, well, you know, marketing and social media and all those other things and, and ha- making reservations, you know, uh, all of that is sexy and all of that's exciting. Nobody wants to sit around and talk about pee, poop and vomit and, and how to clean it up and all these other unmentionable things that take place, you know, as as the OTAs and all these other things, you know, start to bring pressure to bear on the property management companies, you know, housekeeping and maintenance are still going to be the backbone of what takes place. Mm-hmm. If, if your housekeeping and maintenance are not operating well, you will always have problems and you will never succeed. And you're right. We don't talk about it enough. We don't do enough with it. We don't talk about the processes, the procedures, the techniques, and all those things that go into property care. And you know, and looking at housekeepers, at vacation rental housekeepers, as professionals, not just oh, they're just my housekeeper or or whatever. You know, they 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 are professional. They are. It's a profession that has been around forever and will be around forever. And we want to make sure that that people see them as professionals. And so one of the things that the association does is we have certifications for, for housekeepers to be able to say, wow, you know, I've earned a designation. I, I have received a pin that says I'm a certified housekeeper and, and I'm stoked. And so all these things tie into that. And, you know, we're as an association, we're trying to help and me personally trying to, to elevate the thinking of the vacation rental housekeeper. Because they're not just a housekeeper, they're a memory maker. They own the brand of the company they're cleaning for. Do you really want to just sweep that under the rug, so to speak, and not give it the time and attention it deserves? I promise you that when your housekeeping is done right, 
as the vacate as the owners are sitting around the pool and talking about it, and one owner says and, or complaining about housekeeping or maintenance or whatever, and the other one says, I don't worry about it because my company does it well and gets it right. You know, if you're looking to grow, making sure your housekeeping and maintenance are are on track will will do far more than any postcard mailing, any cold calling or anything of that nature, because they know that the owners will know that their asset is being taken care of and that the guests are taken care of as they show up to their properties because it's clean and ready. That is wonderful. And and just the right point to um, to to finish this conversation, because I, I think that is a good memory for people to go away with who've been listening to this today. Right. Very good. Heather, <laughs> so, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dirk. I will see you, if not before, in uh, in Las Vegas in October at, uh, at the VRMA National Conference. Or is it still yes, called the National yeah. Conference? It, it is the International Conference, and this is the first conference where the Vacational Housekeeping Professionals Association and the Vacation Rental Managers Association are combining their national conferences. So from a housekeeping standpoint, there will be 16 tracks taught of nothing but house vacational housekeeping and maintenance and the very last session is an hour-long demonstration of products of things that work things that don't uh and so yeah coming to that conference there um you know i'll be there uh the vrhp board will be there and i we will love to talk about shop and policies procedures and techniques and all these things that go with that so yeah, October 28th, 29th, and 30th will be a unique time because it's the first time that both associations have come together to do their national conference. And there is a lot of talk about people bringing all aspects of it because this is the first conference really where all aspects of a vacation rental business are being discussed from housekeeping to marketing. It's great. Yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I just got my acceptance yesterday for, for um, a, a presentation so yes, oh, we, we we can all say we're going to be on the on stage at the MGM Las Vegas. <laughs> That's right, we can. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks. Love- thank you so much, Dirk, for joining me. Oh, you're welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me. Okay, my head is exploding, and I never thought I'd, I'd ever say that my head's exploding. Exploding with um stuff about cleaning and maintenance but I learned so much in that um, talk with Dirk uh, I'm already going to start talking to to my staff who are going to prepare some documents for our owners uh, about this whole topic of cleaning and maintenance and how, how important it is that that their cleaners understand um, their their role in the overall experience that guests have. Um, so what else did I learn? Learned that vinegar is not necessarily a good thing in everything and neither is Windex. And, and I'm going to be exploring janitorial supplies because after we finished recording, I was talking to Dirk about, um, about the sorts of products that we, we use. And, you know, I go to Costco to... Buy and I've and I've bought things like Clorox and you know the other sort of kitchen cleaners and bathroom cleaners, and we are paying a lot for these types of cleaner. When, as Dirk said, you simply buy probably one single, um, a, a single 
concentrated product. You buy a spray bottle and it's cents instead of dollars for your bottle of the spray, um, the spray cleaner, the um, um, enzyme products. Now, Dirk also said, he also talked about, you know, after we'd, after we'd finished recording, about the fact that, you know, a lot of people want to use the environmentally friendly products. And he said the problem with those is that, that they just don't kill the, the, the bacteria that comes into our homes. And, you know, so some of this stuff comes in on people. So we want to make sure that we're cleaning properly after everybody leaves. So you're cleaning all the surfaces that people have touched and you're cleaning it with the right products. And these environmentally friendly ones are not always necessarily able to do that job. So we, we did have an interesting discussion afterwards. I'm asking Dirk to write a um, guest blog post for Cottage Blogger to actually explore some of these additional things that I think we need to know about. Um, I'm going to be talk, you know, covering this, this whole issue of vacation rental housekeeping um, uh, along the way over the next few months as we build up towards the VRMA conference because I'm going to be interested in attending some of their seminars. So this was quite a long one. I think it, it's been a really important conversation and I'll be delighted to hear your comments and please go to the, uh, go to the show notes and make your comments uh, below there and I'll ask Dirk to come along and answer any questions that you have. And in the meantime, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me and I look forward to being with you next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 